Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. Hello, hello. It's Erica here, and it's been, I think, a couple weeks since I last posted a podcast episode, and you're probably wondering, like, hey, what the heck? Where have you been? I'm used to episodes coming out every Monday, and I just wanted to hop on here. This is not like a scripted episode. I just am coming here to share, you know, where I'm at right now in my life and my business and update you on things that I'm changing a little bit uh, coming forward for the rest of this year and how that will impact this podcast and everything else you might be seeing from me. Um, What's really going on is that I am just now, as in the last few weeks, emerging from a six-month like really intensive period where I was updating like almost every single video inside my SEO Made Simple course, which was a crazy, crazy amount of work and it required me to really like hunker down and just like get on my laptop day after day after day, watch my old content, notice things that have changed in the last year and a half and re-record and re-upload and just make new content for the course um, to just better serve people at this moment in time in 2023. So that was a shit ton of work, I'm just going to say it. And now it's done. And that was like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, where you get like tunnel vision, where you're just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. You wake up and you're like, I just got to get this done because it's like the thing that needs to be done in order to move forward type of situation. And then you get through it and you're like, oh, like, what do I do now? (laughs) So that's sort of where I'm at right now. I spent the last six months just so solely focused on like one thing. um, And the only real like marketing effort I was doing was my weekly podcast. I I even had my email funnels turned off because I really, (laughs) this is so naive, I really thought I was going to just like update this course in maybe two months and get it back out again. But as you know, uh, our original time estimates are often way off, and it was way off for me. Um, Some of this is because I had some health issues. Um, Trigger warning for people listening for pregnancy loss. Uh, I got pregnant a few months ago and had a miscarriage, so that sort of like took us off course (laughs) a little bit. Um, But regardless, it still took me way longer than I ever thought it would. Um, So I'm sure some of you can relate to that. But I feel like uh, my business sort of like stalled in that time period because I had my funnel shut down, so I wasn't making any new sales, which, you know, as you probably know if you listen to this podcast for a long time, was not like the end of the world because I had my funnel running for, what, over since like July 2021, so almost two years, so a year and a half before I shut it down, and that had been bringing me in, I never sold fewer than maybe 10 of my online courses every single month through that online funnel, which means I never brought in less than $10,000 a month, sort of on autopilot for the last year and a half um, through my evergreen webinar system that I had running. And so I had a lot of people in the backlog who had signed up for payment plans. And so I had at least a six-month runway with those payment plans to kind of get me through this time period where I was updating the course. However, now, you know, the course is reopened and I did increase the price. It now costs 
um, just under $2,000 to join the course. And I extended the payment plan so that the monthly payments would be a little more manageable. So instead of offering a six-month payment plan, I, I bumped it out to an eight-month payment plan. Um, but so I, re- I opened everything back up. I didn't do like a huge live launch or anything. I was just be completely honest, like so burnt out after doing all the updating. I was like, and people message me and email me like, when is it going to open? So I wanted to just do like a kind of like soft open for the people who I knew had just been dying to get in. So I just sent out, you know, my some emails to my list. I posted about it maybe once or twice in the Facebook group. Then that's pretty much it. And maybe once on Instagram. I don't have a big Instagram following right now. Um, and I would say for that amount of promotion and for the price point of the course, it did pretty really well. I got 23 um, new signups, which I was happy with. So about just under 50000 in revenue banked. However, most of the people who signed up uh, chose to sign up with the payment plan. So if you break down, you know, $50,000 over eight months, the actual amount you're making every single month is pretty low. And I know I've been here before. I've experienced this. As the months go on and your funnel remains open and more people enroll every month, it stacks on itself, right? So it's not like it's one and done. Oh, it's like feast or famine. It's like, no, every month it builds and builds. However, because it took six months to update the course, I'm starting at square zero with the revenue stacking. (laughs) So my income for this month is like pretty, it's probably going to be, I'm, I haven't done the math yet, but it's probably going to be on the lower side for what I typically bring in in my business. Maybe 10K or something like that, which for me is relatively low. I, I had been more in like the 20, 20, the 20 and 30K a month range. Um, so this led me to kind of go through like a burn it all down phase. I was like looking at my financials and I realized, I know this is just a temporary moment in time, but I feel like I really need to like tighten things up and evaluate like, what am I doing? Are my tactics actually effective? Uh, I feel like, as you probably know, if you listen to this podcast, I hired a virtual assistant um, a little over a year ago when I was still in the thick of the whole like postpartum period. My husband was still working full time as a realtor and I was struggling to get any content produced. Like I was like, before I hired help, I was struggling to even put out a podcast once a month. Um, Then when I brought on some help at that time, I was able to uh, jump it back up to every other week. And then a few months in, once we had our systems all nailed down, I was was back to to doing weekly podcasts. And that felt really good and exciting. Um, However, I had never hired an employee before, and this was an employee, not just like an independent contractor. And it was really a lot of work and really complicated, especially on like the taxes front. I hired someone who was in a different state than me, so I had to register my business in another state, pay taxes to another state. It was quite complicated. (laughs) And um, I realized throughout the last year that I had no idea what I was doing, like running a team. (laughs) It's something that I, a skill that I need to develop still. And so like looking back at, you know, how much money I was spending for an assistant versus, you know, how strategic I was being in terms of like the tasks I was having my assistant do, there was a little bit of a mismatch there. And 
perhaps I didn't set it up in a way to get like actual ROI at the time. It was more like, help, I'm drowning. Like I just need some, I need to like duplicate myself to do the task that I don't have time to do. But my life really shifted over the last six months, I would say. Um, We moved again and my husband decided to take a step back from his job to give me uh, full-time hours if I want them to work on my business. So I now have time again, and I'm in a really different place. So long story short, I, I let go of my VA this, this month, which was really difficult decision and hard to do, but I think it is the best for the long-term health of the company, um, and it was, it was a really good learning experience. I started listening to other uh, podcasts and things like that about running a team. And I realized that I think I set things up like completely wrong. <laughs> like uh, I hired, I, I, the way that I presented the job offer even was more like, I'm looking for an assistant, like jack of all trades type of person. But now in retrospect, I think I would be better off kind of hiring or just like hiring out via independent contractors, perhaps um, specialized Uh, people to do certain things in my business rather than trying to like train one person to do a zillion things because not everyone is really good at at everything right um so yeah I don't know I I need help (laughs) I'm just putting out there I need help building a team so the next time I am ready to bring other people on I am going to seek out a mentor uh or enroll in a program to help me with that Um, So putting my money where my mouth is, I I do think that when you acknowledge that you're struggling with something, getting help can save you so much time and headache. So uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I've also felt during the last six months, actually, no, like the last two years, ever since I had my son, I feel like I've been a little passive in my brand and my community Prior to having a baby, I was so active in my Facebook group. I posted all the time. It was all like through my personal profile. I was like super connected and engaged. And I also shared a lot about like what was going on in my business behind the scenes, what was working, what wasn't. And I feel like during the process of having my first child and getting really busy and (laughs) sucked into keeping a little baby human alive, um, I lost that a little bit. And I'm feeling this like pull to come back to it. So I'm ready to put myself out there a little more, be more forward facing, and also a little more intentional and strategic. So I kind of have been looking back for the unconventional RD. You may know if you are a longtime listener of this show, I didn't start this as a business. I started the Unconventional RD Facebook community because I was trying to build an online business and I wanted specifically to connect with other dietitians who were interested in the same type of thing, like unconventional ways of making money that didn't involve a nine to five or private practice or like anything that required like directly trading your time for money. So that's why I started the group. And then, you know, after almost two years of running it, and getting some success with learning how to grow my traffic with SEO and make some money online, I made my first set of paid products. And then from there, it became a real business. But I just sort of like fell into it backwards. And because of that, I also set up a lot of 
my systems and like content creation and stuff in sort of like a backwards way as well. Like I didn't come at it in the same way that I usually do with my businesses. Like with my other blogs and websites, it's very much like I know where I'm trying to go. This is how I'm going to get there. I know the content creation strategy I'm using and why and all these things. And for the unconventional RD, it's, it's often been just like, sort of like this episode, like just off the cuff, like, hey, this is what's happening. Here's a peek behind the scenes type of stuff. And I never really honed in on a really effective organic content creation strategy that would not just connect with my audience, but grow my audience. So that's where I'm kind of heading now with this brand particularly. So I really am looking back at like what have I been doing, which as you may know is pretty much just publishing a weekly podcast, sharing it in my Facebook group, posting in my Facebook group consistently, and then very minimally sharing my content from the podcast episode on Instagram and Facebook. And that's really it. Oh, and my email list. I have my email list is is strong. Um, So looking at what's been happening I love podcasting. I I do think it's been a great way to connect more deeply with my people, Um, but it's not that great for organic discovery. There's no like podcast search engine. And for a while, podcasts were eligible to show up in the search results if you were looking for something with like podcasts in the search phrase. But even that has gone away now. So (laughs) there's really, it's just really crappy. So Now that I have podcasted since, when did I start this? 2020 maybe? Um, It's been a while. Now that I've been at this for like three plus years, I realize that the way forward, the best way to publish a podcast and connect with your people, but also get better reach is most likely not just filming the audio, and it kills me in my little introverted heart to say this, but also video. So I'm ready. I am going to be changing things with this podcast. I'm going to start doing video. I'm going to start a YouTube channel and I'm going to start putting out YouTube videos, repurposing at the beginning some of the content that I've already created in the format of podcast transcripts or blog posts on my website. And I'm going to come at this with a actual strategy, an actual strategy um, with like SEO optimized keywords and all the stuff that I tell people to do when growing their blogs, I've decided I'm going to try to apply it to this brand, which is something that I never did. So that will be fun. And I will definitely be sharing what's working. I did a mini test on this throughout the last six months. I went back into some of my archives of older podcast episodes And the way I used to do it, I would just, you know, record the podcast episode, embed the audio on a blog post on my website, and then put like the transcript underneath essentially, and not do much in terms of like structuring it like a blog post or including headings or anything like that, just because oftentimes, you know, podcast episodes can be kind of rambly and just not structured in the same way that you would structure a written blog post. So I just didn't do it. And as you might guess, you know, those podcast episodes pretty much rank for nothing. Um, So they only get seen if I share them as a link, like to my email list or share it on social media. But that's not, that's like leaving so much opportunity on the table. So as a test, I took a handful of blog posts, I mean, sorry, podcast episodes that I thought maybe could 
be a good fit for an actual keyword. So if I talked about a topic that I think also people were Googling, I went in and I, instead of just publishing like a transcript of what I said during the episode, I went in and I tried to actually format it like a real blog post with headings, subheadings. I took out all the fluff, all the ums, all the likes, all the filler conversation, and I just pared it down to what I would have created if I was creating a strategic blog post answering this search query. And then I just embedded the longer, more elaborated version of the podcast episode audio into the post so that people could read the content and now it's optimized to be found via Google. And then I also had the podcast embedded at the top. And it was shocking. Like (laughs) that actually worked. And those posts that were previously just buried in the, the, the abyss of the internet, never being found by anyone via Google, suddenly shot up. And now I have some posts that are ranking number one in Google. And it's this, the killer is that it's the same freaking content <laughs> that I've had this entire time. I just never took the time to optimize it like I do for all my other brands and businesses. So I'm like, oh, duh, like, come on. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm going to go through all my older content, do the work to update it in a way that will help it get found better on Google. And then I was digging into, because I just, I don't know if you've been on my site, theunconventionalrd.com lately. Um, last week, I totally refreshed it. It has a brand new look and vibe, and it's much more professional and awesome. So check it out if you're if you're um, looking at the site. I think you'll really like it. Um, but While I was doing that, I was looking at kind of the performance of some of my posts, and I noticed that that podcast embed is like so bad for my site speed. And when you layer that on top of the fact that it's not getting found or read or consumed by very many people at all, I'm kind of like, why am I doing this? I feel like I'm just following this like preset formula that a lot of podcasters do where they're like, this is just how it's done. Like we just put the transcript in the pot and the audio embed and that's it. But I'm like, wait, why am I doing that if it's not really working? I'm, am I doing this just because it's like the quote unquote supposed way you're supposed to do it? Because if it's not working, like I don't want to do it that way. So now that I've gotten a taste of what I can do if I start with the blog first and then create So start with evergreen searchable content, essentially, and then create audio to match with that. I'm going to do that from now on moving forward. And I might sprinkle in a few, obviously, like more personal episodes that won't become podcast or blog posts because, you know, not everything I want to share is something that people will be Googling. Um, But I think it's going to be a better idea for me to focus on SEO and uh, getting found with my content moving forward for the rest of this year. So in, so this is what I'm thinking. Instead of embedding the podcast audio, I'm going to film a YouTube video to go along with the content and embed the YouTube video instead. So then I can double dip. I can get found because YouTube is an incredible search engine. So if I create YouTube videos around these keywords as well, I can get found not only in the Google search results with my blog post and the video, but also on YouTube search with the video. And then potentially, this is like the third step, I'm also going to start repurposing some of this content into social media posts as well, whether that be like static photo-y type of posts, um, videos that I share on social media, reels, stories, that types of things. So yeah, I'm going all in. And as you know, I love to try things and then share what's working. So long term, 
I am also feeling this itch of like my people who have enrolled in my wonderful SEO Made Simple course, which by the way, we just surpassed uh, 900 people who have signed up um, this week. So I mean, total lifetime, but this week we hit 900 total students. Um, And the course has been around since I think I did my first launch for Black Friday in 2018. So it's been, you know, a few years now. But it's really exciting. And now my next milestone is to hit a thousand students. So that would be great if I could hit that by the end of this year. I would just be so overjoyed. Um, But anyway, what was I saying? Um, Oh, yeah. So I'm feeling the itch that those 900 people who have, you know, perhaps signed up for my start a website tutorial, then join the SEO Made Simple course to learn how to grow their audience. They're like, okay, so I understand the bigger picture of like how and why I'm growing my audience, but they want like more guidance from me on what's next. So I know how to grow my audience with SEO. People are coming to my website, but they might feel a lack of clarity or just wanting some some more concrete action steps on like how to monetize, how to grow their email list, how to make sure they're like building this cohesive system that will bring them money and revenue long term obviously without having to trade your time for money or work with clients one-on-one, which is what I do and the type of business I've built. So I'm brainstorming. I'm feeling this itch and this pull to like, because I used to have three courses, right? I used to have SEO Made Simple, Make Money Blogging, and Email Marketing Magic. And it was just an incredible amount of work to keep everything up to date in the format that I had made because I made everything with all these like super in-depth tech tutorials and then you know some tech tutor some tech platform changes their whole entire interface and I have to redo my entire course and I was a solopreneur at the time it was just a mess so I I want to still help people with those areas because a I already have like two whole courses that are just like sitting in in the ether and not being used so I should probably be smart and like repurpose that content in some actual helpful way Um, and then I just want to be smart this time about how I do it. And I want to share the information in a more bite-sized, consumable way, like small steps that you can do along this path of growing an online business and not in a way that I won't be able to keep up with as a, as a right now as a solopreneur. And I'm sure, you know, I will hire people again, but as of right now, I'm back to being a solopreneur. So I want to do it in a way that feels light and fun and manageable and helpful for my people uh, and not overwhelming. I don't want to just throw information at people and hope that they figure it out along the way. Like we don't need more information. We need more actionable help and accountability and community and motivation and feedback. So those are all the things I'm thinking about in terms of where to go next. So let's see. I just jotted down a few small things. Uh, I just want to make sure I covered everything. Um, Yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. Um, Oh, and then the other thing I guess I'm also brainstorming right now is if I do add another offer and another way to help people, uh, how is that going to impact my marketing funnel? As you probably know right now, it's all set up as an evergreen webinar funnel. So I have one webinar and an evergreen series of 
content emails and sales emails that cycle through to sell one core offer, which is my SEO Made Simple course. So the other thing I have to consider is that I do, if I do create something else, another way to help people, how will that fit in to what I'm doing? How will that fit into my marketing systems? And how do I want to tweak and play there um, to best serve my people and still keep it evergreen in the, in the best way that I can? So long story short, um, this podcast is not going anywhere, but Rather, I'm tweaking the way that I think about the content creation to get better organic reach, better optimization, and um, just help my business reach and serve more people with the same time and same amount of effort that I'm already putting in. So I will keep you all in the loop. Thank you for tuning into this episode today. And if you do want to make sure you're getting the latest updates, definitely the best way to stay in touch is to be on my email list. If you're not there right now, honestly, the easiest way to get on it is to just go to seowaitlist.com. I know it's a, it's a landing page for joining the waitlist for my SEO Made Simple course, but that will plop you right onto my main email list as well. So you'll get all of the updates uh, whenever I'm sending out more information. So just add your name into the seowaitlist.com uh, box and you'll be added to my list and we can stay in touch. Thanks for listening today, and I hope something I said resonated you, resonated with you. As you know, I usually uh, plan out my episodes pretty tightly, and this one was a little more off the cuff. So hopefully, um, speaking from the heart, connected, and I will see you again soon, hopefully with some exciting, optimized content that people will be able to find through additional channels and not just uh, by being on my email list or following me on social media.